You are listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul, episode 122. Let's get to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Happy New Year. Welcome back to College Success Habits. I am your host, Jesse Mogul. As always, it's an honor and a privilege to have you here. Happy New Year year. Not so much if you're listening to this in the archives, but definitely if you're listening to this linearly, because it just happened. The new year just flipped. And it's been amazing. It's been an amazing year. It's Don't get me wrong. Like we've discussed, it's been tumultuous. It's been a lot. There's been a lot of emotional ebbs and flows. But I'm seeking to look back on 2021 with this very rose-colored glasses appeal to it. I don't necessarily see a reason to spiral down into any of the negatives that may have occurred, all the ebbs and flows of my emotional experience, my physical development, my gaining more mental acuity, my spiritual groundedness. And again, that's not necessarily religion. It's more of our morals, ethics, values, and integrity that we utilize to drive our lives forward toward our highest sense of self. I talked a lot about highest sense of self in episode 121. Go back and listen to that. And so as I was thinking about what to talk about for the new year, the title that came to mind was New Year, Same You, or New Year, New You. One is a question, and one is a statement. One can be a proclamation. New Year, New Me. New Year, New Me. Or it could be New Year, Same Me. Right? Do we really want to question whether we're seeking out better version of ourselves, knowing that there is no best version of ourselves. It is a constant journey. But do we really want to question whether we're seeking our best self? Or do we want to make a proclamation that we are searching and seeking and driving ourselves toward that best, highest sense of self? The most congruent way that I can find to discuss this new year, new me versus new year, same me idea is to really dive back into some of these episodes that we've covered. And I've done this previously and I'll sort of, you know, even in 121, I went back and sort of just rattle off a bunch of titles to see if any of them would click with you to go back and check them out again. There's been a lot and about Almost not quite 52 episodes, but there's been a lot. And so if I were to go back all the way to some of the amazing ones that we did in 2021, um, I can't help but think of episode 78, the 10 things that I would say to my younger self. The world owes me nothing. I don't know everything and I will never know everything. Everyone is entitled to their own point of view, their own model of the world. Relationships don't define my worth. Affection and love are not tools of war. Friends are the people who accept me for me. How I am drinking is going to change everything about my life. Learn to cook and eat like an adult. Hell, just learn to clean and and adulting 101 kind of stuff. Learn to lose. 
that I'm not a victim when I lose, that I'm learning, and that I am good enough. These 10 things were powerful, and I dove into them amazingly deep in episode 78. In episode 80, I talked about messy action is better than no action. Taking action is the fourth principle of my book for a reason. Nothing in your life will ever get accomplished if you don't take action. And part of the action that I seek for you to take is that of accepting personal responsibility for your life. You are the creator of your life. You are not a victim of your life. This is really great for 84. Episode 84 is all about the victim or the creator mindset. One's a disempowerment dynamic and one's the empowerment dynamic. So when you take action, you become the creator of your life. When you stand back in the, in, the, in the fray around all the other sheep, then you're just being the victim. You're saying, well, I need a hero to come save me, or this villain, this politician, this leader, they did something against me, and now I can't have the life I want. But if you're the creator of your life, then those quote-unquote villains are now just challenging, challengers to you, allowing you the opportunity to create something better for yourself. The hero is actually a coach or a professor or a leader that that you look upon that can guide you, that can give you some insight, but also gives you enough space for you to create your own life. You can bring back your experiences and then they will guide you and they will offer you uh, tips if you desire, or they'll just ask you amazing questions that will cause you to dive inward and reevaluate what you've done so that you can start to find your own answers. Because it's in finding your own answers that you begin to actually seek out goals you want to accomplish for yourself, not for other people's happiness, not for other people's gains. We also talked a ton about controlling your own mind and creating your own results. In 89, in my show notes, I put that I just rambled a lot for 30 minutes. I don't know. Sometimes I'm told that in my ramblings, there is a ton of golden nuggets. So if you're one of those people who thinks my ramblings are golden nuggets driven, go back to episode 89. Check it out. In 90, I talked a lot about self-worth versus self-esteem and understanding that esteem is external. Worth isn't the voice being validated because that's still external, right? The self-esteem we have is externally driven, where self-worth is valuing yourself through yourself. If you want to know more more about how you are utilizing self-worth or self-esteem in your life, episode 90 is going to take you there. Because it's in this journey of self-discovery that we seek to increase our self-worth, how we see ourselves in the mirror. Self-esteem's great. We definitely want people to like us. We definitely want people to want us around and, and to see us as a leader, see us as a positive contributor to the team or to the workflow or whatever that look like. We, we obviously want you know, this positive validation from other people around us because it feels good. We're human beings. We love relationships. We're relationship-driven people. But when we look in the mirror and we don't see worth for ourselves, then all that self-esteem is for naught. Because one sneezed the wrong way, one showing up late to a meeting, one promise left unfulfilled, and that person who was you know, flowing us with validation could all of a sudden lay off, stop it. And now if our self-worth, if what we thought of ourselves was tied to somebody else's esteem for us, then we're left with nothing. 
We're left with an empty jar where we question ourselves, all because this one person may have had a negative thought around us, about us, toward us. Seek out self-worth, and the esteem will surely follow. Be decisive. Be courageous. I talk about this a ton in 91. Just step into and through your fears. And courage is on the other side of that. Being afraid of the happy for the incoming sad makes no sense. Thinking that you're going to fail, so preparing yourself to fail that test, is unconsciously telling yourself that you don't have faith in your abilities. If you think you don't have faith to pass that test, then figure out a way to pass it. Go get a tutor. Go figure out other things. There are ways to succeed. It's on the other side of risking your ego. Risk the ego. It's doing nothing good for you. Allow yourself to be knocked down a peg or two. Once in a while, it is great to feel that undesirable feeling of the agony of defeat. It reminds me that ABC, there was an ABC Wild World of Sports thing that ran before shows that they did in the 80s, and it was like the thrill of victory, and it showed somebody winning an event, the agony of defeat, and it shows this skier bouncing themselves down a hill in a very violent crash. But it was like, was that really defeat, or was that just knowledge on how much not to lean into a turn next time? But you would never know what was the threshold of your abilities if you don't push yourself past your perceived expectations of yourself. We all have this perceived limitations for what we can achieve. In some area of your life, you're just like, well, that's just as good as I get to get. But it's not true. And when you're decisive and courageous, you say, I'm going to step through this with courage and be decisive and actually seek my highest self. In episode 94, we talked about finances. We talked about your money. Of The primary stressor in people's lives is their finances. So start to think about those at a younger age than most people do. And you'll be way ahead of the curve. Way ahead of the curve. It is never too early to get yourself uh, a Roth IRA or a 401k or something like that. Get that stuff going. Think about what it is you're doing with your finances. Going to Starbucks every single day or going to the bar and dropping 20, 30 bucks four or five days a week. That stuff adds up. And one day when everybody else around you seemingly has a bank account and you don't, you won't have to look too far to understand why not. Go look at your credit card statement and ask yourself, am I really spending my money wisely? You want to go on amazing trips and you wonder why you can't. And then you look at your credit card and think, that's the reason. All those little five, ten, fifteen, twenty dollar purchases, when they're added up, turn into a thousand bucks a month. Save up a couple thousand bucks here and there every month, and all of a sudden you're going to Europe when that's allowed, of course, but you're still going to be able to do that. Q craving response reward number ninety eight. How you form habits. I cannot speak enough about how the importance of understanding how you create habits will allow you to break the bad ones and increase the habituation of the good ones. Go back and listen to 98. A cue is something that's obvious. It's like your alarm clock in the morning. That goes off, it tells you to wake up and get your day started. What do you crave when that alarm goes off? More sleep or to be successful at the end of the day? One causes you to hit snooze 11 times for the next hour. Another one causes you to get your feet on the ground, go to the bathroom, start your morning routine, and get your day going. 
What do you crave? Because if you crave more sleep, your response will be to hit snooze. But if you crave to start your day when you had previously decided to start your day the night before, your response will be to get out of bed. And your reward gets to be knowing that you successfully woke up when the alarm went off and you started your day when you wanted to, when you knew you should or you knew you, you, you can based on the time you had decided the night before. But if you crave more sleep, then your response is going to be uh, hitting snooze 11 times. Your reward might to be more rested, although I doubt it. I've hit snooze 11 times. It's not good sleep. So then what's your reward? Not starting your day on time, rushing around in the morning, having to hurry off to work or school or somewhere, feeling like you're running late, being discombobulated when you get there. That doesn't sound like much of a reward to me. That sounds like a bad idea. So go check out number 98 and ask yourself, when you look back and you ask and you, you start to take this inventory, will you be the same version of yourself in 2021? Will you seek a higher version of yourself in 2022? Same me or new me? Cue craving response reward is how you can begin to achieve those things in your life. Being courageous, being decisive, understanding your self-worth and your self-esteem. Taking on the empowerment dynamic versus the disempowerment dynamic. Messy actions better than no action. This is how you begin to see the new me over same me. Another new me, same me episode, would a great one to go back and check out, would be time, energy, money, people from episode 100. Right? How are you spending your money, your youth, your adult age, your middle age, your resourcefulness, right? Everything comes down to time and energy, the money, the people, right? Where are you spending your time? Where are you dedicating your energy? Where are you spending your money? What people are in your life? If you are this combination of the top five people that you hang out with, and books have been written about this, then are you spending your time and your money and your energy on and around people who are going to uplift you and help you rise up to your highest sense of self? Who you spend the most time around with? If it's people smoking pot all the time and playing video games, you're probably going to be compelled to smoke pot all the time and play video games. But if it's people going to the library and getting good grades and only partying whenever they've seen successes in their life, then that's probably going to be what you tend to do. Because you want to be part of the pack. You want to be part of the social circle you've decided to join. Pay attention to the people that are around you that are absorbing your time, your energy, and your money. We want to feel comfortable um, in that introverted way where we can go off and be isolated and recharge our batteries, but we're not doing it because we feel like we don't belong. We're doing it because we know that that's the best thing for us in that moment. We also want to have a social circle that allows us to socialize and learn communication strategies and build rapport and develop relationships that, that foster love and support and acceptance. These are extremely important to us. We're humans. We're relationship-driven. To deny that to ourselves is to cut off a humongous aspect of our lives. And as we age through all of these phases, the more isolated you are at a youthful age, the more likely you are to be isolated at an older age. And those that are isolated at an older age absolutely find themselves in a position where their health declines, their mental acuity starts to go down, they're more susceptible to disease and, and sicknesses. 
because they don't have a social circle that keeps their brain firing, that, that offers them emotional intelligence and acceptance and love, that, that creates this opportunity to go out and do things, that puts our body in physically um, you know, demanding situations so that we're, we're pushing ourselves and we're not just sitting on the couch getting apathetic and lethargic. So go back and listen to episode 100 and really embrace that in order to embrace this new version of you in this new year. Connect with your professors and ask for help before you need it. That's so important. Ask for help before you need it. It's like drinking water. If you start drinking water when you're dehydrated, it's already too late. Now you're trying to catch up behind the eight ball. If you eat when you're already starving, then you've already passed that point. Now you're going to eat too much and you're going to be, feel groggy and, and, and bloated and you're going to sit on the couch and you're going to fall asleep and you're not going to get all the things done that you wanted to that day. Or if you'd have just been giving yourself nutrition and water throughout the day, you'd be firing on all cylinders. And I talk about nutrition in episode 106, where if you wanted to start to take better control over your weight, I, I teach you how to figure out the numbers on that. We talked a lot about my fitness pal. A lot of people, they seek a better physical version of themselves at the beginning of every year. And by a month in, if they're even lucky to make it a month into the new year, they're falling back into their same old ways. This is why we've been talking about the new year starts on December 1st and the old year ends on February 1st. So we create this 60-day window to start to uh, create new habits and habituate what it is we want to start making the, the new norm in our lives. And your nutrition and your physical well-being is something that you're absolutely going to care about for the rest of your life. If you're like me and your hair's starting to recede, and it has been since I was in my 20s, that's just part of my DNA. I can't necessarily control that. But the way my, how my body looks and feels and reacts and responds when I put it into certain situations, I can control that as much as you know my knees or my shoulder will allow. There is a point in time where we just get older. Jack LaLanne showed us. Go Google that guy. He's like nine years old doing crunches on, on Jay Leno or Johnny Carson's show. I mean, the dude was in great physical shape into his 90s. If you start to put effort into your physical well-being at a younger age, it will pay huge dividends in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. And if you're already in that age range because you're a non-traditional student, then you've already seen what other people in your life who put attention toward their physical well-being, what they're able to feel like each and every morning versus those people in your life who drink a ton of Coca-Cola and eat a ton of fast food. It's pretty obvious the people who put attention and intention towards their physical well-being. And episode 106 will give you a great synopsis of that. 107, we talk about emotional and anger management and how it's all up to you to decide how you're going to react or respond in a situation. And I tell a great story about a bicycle cuts me off on the way to a festival I was going to. And next thing you know, I'm, you know, yelling at him without any windows down. I'm just making mean faces and pointing. And the dude decides to turn around and chase down the car. That, that whole thing could have gone way sideways, right? And you would think, I think, there's some times where I'm just like, how on earth did I let myself do that? 
But we're humans. We're fallible. We're emotional creatures. And if we're not mindful how to snap ourselves out of an anger moment in 1.1 second, that 1.2 second in, we might do something we regret and have to spend the rest of our lives making up for. I learned from that moment. I learned from my 300ZX moment. I learned from a a girlfriend at the time in college when her ex-boyfriend came around and tried to start a ruckus. I learned from those moments, and it stopped me from doing some really, really just not things I would have walked away feeling proud of. It stopped me. And that bicycle moment a couple months ago was another one of those that I've locked in. And I've told myself, anger management, emotional management, these are huge in the emotional intelligence sphere. And I am more mindful of them now than I've ever been. Are you sacrificing tomorrow for today? You wonder why you're not going to be the best version of yourself by the end of 2022. Look no further than what you're sacrificing uh, in your tomorrows for immediate gratification today. Your impulse control is going to dictate a ton of what you're able to achieve in your life. If you are sacrificing your tomorrow in order to have your impulses taken care of today, you are not going to be happy about the life that you create when you look back 5, 10, 15, 20 years and you're in the next phase and you're like, son of a bitch, why didn't I do that differently in my 20s? Notice how your impulse control today could be costing you something tomorrow. We talked about how bullying is about them. We talked about how with social media and everything going on, people could come at you from a thousand different directions. But whatever's going on is something happening in their life and they're taking it out on you. You cannot have anger management and emotional self-control and you can lash back out at them, which could start a humongous cycle where one day you absolutely look back and go, what the hell? I have been wasting so much brain power thinking about this and bothering with this. Why am I even doing this? Man, oh man. So why put yourself in that situation now when you can just catch yourself and say, you know what? You be you. You do your thing. I don't have control over your life, but I absolutely have control over how I react and respond in these situations. And I'm walking away. Not to be the bigger, better person, but just because I do not have the energy to waste on you about this. Scroll past it, guys. Scroll past it. Be present in your conversations. Put the phone down. One of the main ways you can be a better version of yourself each and every day is being more present in your own life. Like I talked about in 121, stop and look at what's going on around you. And the number one distraction we all have in our lives is the phone. We were so much better off when that thing was tethered to the wall. Because as soon as it came off the wall and ended up in our pockets, we became tethered to it. It became a noose around our necks. No wind to put it down. No wind to be present in your own life. In 112, I talked about immediate gratification, which was a really great way to tie it back to 108. So go back to 108 and 112, immediate gratification, impulse control, sacrificing tomorrow for today. Great combo exercise right there. Immediate gratification, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you that immediate gratification monkey. I'm sure I talked about that in this episode. Go back, type in immediate gratification monkey and TED Talk and listen to this guy talk about it. It is phenomenal. I locked in that lesson from him. 
And then we start getting into our most recent ones, the last seven or eight, these last couple of months. We talk about cognitive dissonance, right? Are you really the version of yourself that you see in the mirror? Do you think you're one version of yourself when you're really another? Really be working toward looking in the mirror and saying, I am who I think I am. I am a person who... uh, keeps my promises, who follows through on commitments, who doesn't talk negatively behind people's backs, who doesn't get involved with gossip, who honors my word and is an integrity-driven person to people in my life. Hell, you're integrity-driven to people who aren't even in your life because you're just in that world of integrity, humility, and gratitude. Cognitive dissonance. When you look in the mirror and you say you don't like who you are, it's because you're not paying attention to the actions you take every single day that create the version of yourself that you look at in the mirror. Move through this conflict avoidance, this stuff you're saying to your head, inside your head, and become more conflict uh, resolution oriented. Episode 115. When we avoid conflict and we don't seek resolutions for it, all we're really doing is burying something in the ground that we're later going to slam into with our shovel and be very unhappy that we're unearthing in that moment. Clean it up while it's happening. It is going to save you a ton of time. At the very least, you won't have yourself jacked up full of anxiety and stress thinking about this thing that you could just resolve today. And maybe it doesn't get resolved the way that you want, but the likelihood that it's going to get resolved better if you wait longer, <laughs> the statistics show that's unlikely. That's <laughs> so unlikely. Getting thicker skin sort of ties in with 110, right? Bullying being about them, so get some thicker skin, not being offended by every little thing that you hear. Especially things that you go back and, you you know, things don't age well. Movies from the 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, some of these things do not age well. Music doesn't age well. Famous people do not always age well. And I ain't talking about their physical body. Their behaviors, their actions, the things that they've said, the things that they do, they don't always age well. Get over it. It was 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. That was who they are who they were then, and if they're seeking a higher sense of themselves, then they're different now. They've grown. They've evolved past that person that they were. If they're still not evolving and they're still the same version of themselves they were in the 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever, then don't be a fan of them. Don't put your money towards that. Get thicker skin. Scroll past people on social media. Block them or mute them or delete them or whatever it takes and and just let it go. Or... Get thicker skin, like I talk about in the episode, and read things that you don't agree with. And ask yourself, what could have possibly happened in their life to create that model of the world, that point of view for them? Because something happened in their life that created that. And you don't have to agree with it. And just by listening, you don't condone it. But you do learn that there are different perspectives in this crazy world. You do learn that your perspective isn't the only perspective. Yours is subjective to your experiences, just like this other person's is subjective to their experiences. And we all have this humongous, infinite amount of experiences that have happened in our lives that have created this version of ourselves that we look at in the mirror with sometimes cognitive dissonance. So get the thicker skin. Don't be offended by everything. 
be secure in who you are enough to know that just because you listen to somebody else with a dissenting opinion doesn't mean it's somehow going to squirrel its way into your brain like a worm digging it, digging itself a little hole and it's going to somehow begin to sprout this other version of yourself that you won't like. Be someone who stands strong in their own opinions and morals and ethics and values. And then what other people say won't bother you as much. And I know, I know, I know, I know that one of the main things I hear from people is, well, if we let that person keep spouting their and spewing their poison, eventually it's going to infiltrate other people. And then that poison will spread and spread and spread. True, it has that potential. But speaking positively about others and welcoming them welcoming welcoming them into the social circle even if they've done things that have uh, upset the social circle allows them to have acceptance and significance in that social circle to feel love to feel honor to be seen and heard and felt in a way that could absolutely cause that poison to wash out of their system and they could see another way of living their life but if you ostracize them they're not going to be able to uh, learn from you to have this fluidity uh, of your behavior become osmosisly, osmosisly to be able to seep into them in this osmosis way that allows them to organically become a better version of themselves. When you ostracize people, you put them out there, and then they're going to start looking for somewhere that they will be accepted. And the best place for people to be accepted in those addiction circles, in those hate circles, because they're just looking for size. They're just looking for numbers. And they'll, they'll bring in anyone who's ready to drink themselves under the table or hate themselves right out of a social circle. So get thicker skin. Be a leader and bring people into the fray. Understand how to be a leader in a way that that you can hear other people and just embrace the fact that we're all unique people. We're all unique creatures. And that's what we discuss in 117. When you set yourself up for success, like I talk about in 118, it's by thinking ahead. It's by knowing what the next steps are, but being mindful to pay attention to the step you're on now. Being mindful to pay attention to the step you're on now. That's what a lot of people don't want to do. They want to start thinking about 10, 20, 30 steps because they think that that future pacing is helping them. But all it's really doing is taking their attention away from what they could be working on now. Are you paying attention to what you're doing now? It is going to make a huge difference in where you end up later. Who are you while you're being there? Do you have this self-awareness? Do you have this emotional intelligence? Do you have ecology in your behaviors, in, in your thoughts, and in your feelings? Are you being mindful to be a good person now, not just thinking that you'll be able to change who you are when you get to your destination, after you've habituated these undesirable actions and thoughts and feelings for so long that you just think you're going to get to your destination. Well, when I have a million dollars, I'll be this. And when I'm, when I, when I have my kids, I'll be that. Or when I do this, I'll do that. But you've done the opposite for so long. You've done things that when the, you finally get to your quote unquote destination or your you know the next benchmark in your life, why would you all of a sudden snap your fingers and change the way you behaved? Because that's how you got to the benchmark. But there's a million ways to skin a cat. There's there's infinite ways to become a millionaire and you don't have to do it by stomping down others and kicking them down the ladder. 
Because at some point you get to the top. And we've seen enough in this world that everyone who gets to the top falls down some rungs. And sometimes a lot of rungs. And the people waiting for you as you start to fall down that ladder are going to be the same ones that you didn't support as you were climbing up the ladder. So be supportive now. Help everyone up the ladder with you. And then when you start to fall on hard times, there'll be other people up there with you to hold on to you so you don't fall down those rungs of the ladder. As you begin to step into this new year, ask yourself, new me? Say me. Say me? New me. A new year is just another day. It is literally just another day. And it's about a week or two of us forgetting that the year changed and still putting the old year on things that we write the year on. <laughs> right? I remember back in, in school, you know, the new year would flip and I'd, I'd spend like the next two, three weeks of January writing 2021 or 2006 instead of 2007. But really, it's just another day. But, because we're humans and we've constructed time to to create these benchmarks in our life, come this new year for you, you will look back and ask yourself, have I begun to see a new, better version of myself and then sought to achieve it, taking the smallest next step every single day toward this highest sense of self? New me? New me? It's your choice. You're the creator, not the victim. I can be a coach and a challenger, but I am not your hero, nor am I the villain. Step into the creation of your life, and I can assure you, you will have more control over how you respond. You will release reacting, and you will step into your highest sense of self. And that is what your journey in college and higher education is all about. Growing, evolving, and learning. It is your choice, whether it's same me or new me. You decide. As always, inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy. Happy New Year, my listeners. Happy New Year for those of you who are in my tribe from this show. Happy New Year to those of you who've stepped into group and one-on-one coaching. If you would like to be more involved in this material in 2022 and really be able to say, new me, then DM me on Instagram at Jesse Mogul or at From Sobriety to Recovery. As always, you can email me, jesse at jessemogul.com. I would love to have you in the tribe. I would love to have you in some of my classes. Maybe I will be seeing you on campuses this year. And as always, inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy, release it and your life will flow. It's going to be an amazing year. Let's start it off right. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. 